We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green with you this afternoon. I'm America's Constitution Coach and uh, thrilled that you are here as well because it's a great opportunity for us to sharpen some iron together. We're going to sharpen each other's countenance today. And if you'd like to call in and be a part of that, you can call in with your questions, comments, insults, whatever you got. 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. And if you'd like to know more about me, you can go to patriotacademy.com and learn there. Our mission is to equip and inspire and educate folks on the Constitution, on biblical citizenship, on teaching people to live out their faith in a way that influences the culture. We've got about 14,000 Constitution coaches all over the nation doing that in their local communities. And then, of course, our youth leadership training program that American Family has been a big part of for years uh, is uh, done every summer in state capitals across the country and soon to be on a campus in Texas uh, at an undisclosed location that hopefully soon I can announce to you. But lots of cool stuff going on, folks. Lots of lots of good, lots of bad, lots of ugly. It's uh, It's always that way. And, uh, and I'm kind of an eyes wide open guy, you know, I just I like to look at all of it uh, and, and learn from all of it, learn from the good, the bad and the ugly. And I would say some good today, Anthony Fauci on his way out, sort of. OK, so this is like, uh, you know, he's he, he's sort of like a, a priest that's being defrocked and removed. Uh, but yet he's going to go out and you know probably do a book tour, probably going to make millions of dollars getting paid by the pharmaceutical companies that he essentially um, set up to make billions and billions of dollars because of uh, of his horrific, horrific. It cannot be over exaggerated or exaggerated. It cannot be over uh, explained. I mean, there there is so much evil that this man did to the entire nation. I have said it over and over and over again. I want to emphasize it at least one more time. This one man, Pope Anthony Fauci, did more damage. To the United States of America and her people than any other single person in history. His lies about the mask, his lies about treatments, his lies about the vaccines, people that lost their jobs, that were run out of businesses, run out of the military, uh, lost their entire businesses, shut down, more suicides, more addiction, more domestic abuse, all of the negatives of these insane lockdowns, all of the people that died because he covered up treatments that were working unbelievable if you don't know the whole story it doesn't make sense you're, you're like that no nah, no one would ever do that why would he let thousands of people die whenever there were treatments that were working why would he not talk about those if, if, if your job is to advise the president on how to deal with a a a, a, a health crisis or pandemic or whatever you want to pandemic whatever you want to call this thing if your job is to do that, it's about saving lives. It's what everybody said from the beginning, right? Remember Andrew Cuomo? If we save one life, life it's worth it. Well, first of all, that's wrong. That's that's a complete, uh, you know, abject failure of of understanding cost and benefit. And, and we're going to say one life over he, life over here. And how many thousands of lives did Andrew Cuomo cost because of of putting people with COVID into the nursing homes? How many how many thousands of lives were lost because of bad advice? 
from the federal government and others on on ventilators and everything else, how many hundreds of thousands of lives were lost because Anthony Fauci covered up the effectiveness of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and, and budesidine and all of these other things that doctors that were actually practicing medicine, meaning they weren't just lockstep following the commands of the federal government, people that were actually practicing medicine and trying different things, they found all kinds of things that would work. And even some of the basics like vitamin D and zinc and uh, all the things that, I mean, my wife, who's an incredible researcher uh, on all of this, immediately, as soon as this stuff hit, within a few days, she had protocols for our family, especially as a family that travels and, and you know, 88-year-old grandmother living on the property and the, you know, daughter-in-law with, with, with autoimmune issues. I mean, we worked very careful. We did our homework. Most people didn't do that. They just obeyed whatever the government said. And so if the government's lying to you, which it absolutely did in this case, Anthony Fauci lying to you about masks and vaccines and treatments and everything else, then people lost their lives. They lost their lives because of this man, because this man lied to you about what was available, about what was working. Now, you ask why? Why would anyone in that position hide a treatment? Why would they not want you to know that these things over here are working for thousands and thousands of people? Why would they allow for medical boards to take take the license, suspend the license of doctors that were uh, prescribing these things? Why, why were... Why were pharmacies refusing to provide these things that were actually working? It was like a la-la land. I mean, we were literally in a twilight zone for well over a year. Well, here's why. There's actually a practical, very clear reason why. Nobody talks about it. So even to, even to this day, it's hard to find people that will actually admit what was going on. But it all came down to emergency authorization for the vaccines. The entire uh, fraud of Fauci, which is why I call him Frouchy, the entire fraud was in order to have emergency authorization for the vaccines. You say, Rick, what do the treat? What do the other treatments have to do with that? Because in the statutes, in the law, the federal statutes allowing for an emergency authorization of a vaccine, because normally. You have to go through all this testing. It takes years. You want to know what it's going to do. Now, I will say as a side note, never, ever, ever have they actually done any studies on all of the childhood vaccines that our kids are given in that short period of time and the impact of all of them together. They're all done individually, which is why you still have all these negative reactions and the and, and the vaccine, the adverse reaction, you know, money that's set aside at the federal government because of the worst decision Ronald Reagan ever made and actually given immunity to these uh, to big pharma on vaccines. But that's a whole other story. Maybe we'll get back to that, maybe not. But the whole point is, normally you ha- have to go through all these studies, and it takes years. And, and so there is an emergency authorization statute that says, essentially, that if you have a, 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 an emergency situation like this, and there are no other treatments, that's the key. There can be no other treatment... In order for the vaccine to be authorized under the emergency authorization statute. So the FDA cannot approve this thing or these three different vaccines that came out very quickly unless there are no other treatments. Now, there's a lot more in the in the statutes that, uh, with regard to what you're supposed to be telling medical professionals, what you're supposed to tell every person that's going to get the jab. You're supposed to be telling them all of the side effects, all of the other treatments available, everything uh, that that's possible out there. And if there are any treatments available, you have to wait for authorization under the normal process, not emergency authorization. So that is why 
Anthony Fauci and Dr. Burks and all these others lied to you and me and the entire nation and would not allow ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or any of these things to be discussed. That is why big tech and big government colluded to silence anyone who mentioned these treatments or the success of these treatments, because if that got out and people actually recognized that, and then someone was, I, I tried to get some people to, to, to take uh, the Secretary of Health and Human Services uh, to court over this, because the statute requires that department to be the one to, to be educating everybody on this, and they refused to do it. But anyway, had people known about all these other treatments, there would have been no emergency authorization for the vaccines. It all came down to money. That's usually the way to figure out what's going wrong in government. Follow the money. And it all came down to the payoff to these big pharma companies of tens of billions of dollars. A massive amount of money. And and on the on the idea that they would hopefully get to do it every single year. And they're and they're gonna continue to do it. You pay for it. You and I are paying for these vaccines with our tax dollars. We're paying for their marketing we paid for them to create all of these campaigns to convince everybody in America that these vaccines, what was the other lie from Fauci and, and, and Biden and the rest? If you get this vaccine, you will not get the virus. If you get this vaccine, you will not spread the virus. Absolutely false. They're safe and effective. They were neither safe or effective. And yet Anthony Fauci led the way. He was the force behind this. So I couldn't be happier to see the man go. It is time. not soon enough. He should have been gone a long time ago, and it's not soon enough that he's going to go in December. I'm going to share a little bit from some other folks that feel this way as well, but if you'd like to join the conversation, phone number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. first person I want to share with you is, um, is from my friend Steve Dace. He's uh, got a great radio program. I love following uh, Steve, and, and, and they do a phenomenal job. And he wrote a book about Fauci, all the way back to March of 2021. So this was more than a year ago, almost a year and a half ago, and it shot to number one. I bought it in in bulk and gave it out to everybody that I, that I could. It's called The Faucian Bargain, the Most Powerful and Dangerous Bureaucrat in American History. And here's just a couple of lines from it. Few have ever had so little accountability for their inadequacy in addressing the task at hand while being handed so much unconstitutional and unwarranted responsibility for doing so. So true. So is true. Steve nailed it there. I, I don't know of anybody in history that, that, was, that was given so much power and zero accountability. Failed miserably every step of the way. I mean every step of the way. Absolutely failed and yet no accountability. I mean, it's like my friend Brad Stein says, you, you cannot be that wrong that much without being a weatherman. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And the guy kept his job. Highest paid bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. Highest paid person in the entire federal government, this man. And yet wrong every step of the way. In fact, my friend Brad Stein, who if you don't follow, you should. He's a hilarious comedian. But he said, we're going to make his name live on in infamy. Every time you mess up really, really bad and, and you're wrong every step of the way, we're going to say you fauci that up. So from now on, that's the thing. fauci that up. One other quote from, uh, from Steve Dace. And uh, and Todd Erzin, who who co-authored the book with him, is his co-host on the on their on their program. But but this is so important because it's not just Fauci. And I know I'm I'm harping on Fauci right now, but it's not just Fauci. It's the system itself. Here's what Stephen and uh, Todd said: Fauci is not the disease, but the symptom. He's the construct of the matrix. At worst, an Agent Smith, if you will, not the matrix itself. 
For our federal Leviathan to exist and sustain, it requires multitudes of figureheads, such as a Fauci. And if Fauci weren't there to step to the microphone, it would have just been someone else. The likes of Fauci within the D.C. swamp are legion. And it's true. Unfortunately, if it wasn't Fauci, it would have been someone else. But he is the one that made those decisions. He is the one that was willing to lie. Now, Burks has has admitted that she lied, too. She knew the vaccines weren't going to work, and yet they still pushed all of this nonsense on us for the vaccines. There's another source I would encourage you to read. Uh, First of all, read Fauci and Bargain. It's a quick read. It's a small book. Read the whole thing. But then also, from the Democrat side of the equation, read the book by Robert Kennedy. The real Anthony Fauci, I believe, is is the name of it. I've got. I'm actually in the middle of it right now. The real, yeah, the real Anthony Fauci. And uh, when we come back from the break in a second, I'll I'll, I'll give you a couple of quotes from that one because it's actually shocking that this man was given so much power and 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 not held accountable. And and I have to say, we got to blame Trump and Biden for this because Donald Trump actually pushed him to the microphone. He let Fauci and Burks every day do those stupid press conferences back when this whole thing started and made everybody think this is the only thing in the world we should be thinking of and that's why everybody became so myopic and there was no cost benefit analysis because all anybody was thinking about was that the apocalypse was here they bought everybody bought the lie and it was exactly what big pharma wanted you to think exactly what big government wanted you to think so that you would be in fear and if you're in fear then you bow down. And when you're in fear, you can't think rationally. You can't think um, um, logically, you know, just as we were, um, uh, you know, discussing with uh, with Dr. Mark Sherwood last week. I mean, you, you, you can't think clearly whenever you're in fear. And that's exactly what they set up with this whole scenario. All right. Phone uh, phone lines are starting to fill up. Uh, appreciate you guys calling in. We're going to take a break here in just a second. And then we'll we'll get to the uh, get to the phones as soon as we come back from the break. The phone number is 888-589-8840. Very glad. Very glad that Anthony Fauci finally will be gone uh, from the federal government in December. Of course, he's going to be getting all kinds of kickbacks on patents and all kinds of other things. Uh, He's going to be getting paid by Big Pharma, I'm sure. And he's really just running for the hills as fast as he can because if the Republicans do win in November 2022, they've promised to investigate this man who should be in prison, not being praised. This guy should be in jail for what he did to the American people. I feel very strongly about this. I've watched this thing close, too close for the last two and a half years. And this man is at the center of the fraud that was perpetrated on the American people. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to AFA at the Core. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Psalm 46 is a popular psalm as it includes the text, Be still and know that I am God. This was the conclusion to a psalm that previously observed, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. This described what looked like the end of the world. Nevertheless, the psalmist remained unshaken. He refused to allow present difficulty to cause him to forget God's past faithfulness. Virus or no virus, God is our refuge and strength. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III. 
public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. At some point in their daughter's upbringing, every parent becomes the reject. When she's young, it's not you, daddy, mommy has to read to me. When she's older, it's ugh, I'll just go ask dad instead. Truth be told, being the reject can hurt. Worse yet, seeing your daughter get rejected by friends, by a boy, by the team, somehow that cuts twice as deep. Do you know who else knows the sting of rejection? The cornerstone. The stone the builders have rejected has become the cornerstone. The words of Psalms 118.22 bring comfort to those who feel cast aside. As you and your daughter navigate the difficult emotions life can bring, keep in mind the empathetic love of the Father. With this framing, we know that He is an ever-present comfort, even when it might not feel that way. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Hi, I'm Jan Harper. If you're a pastor's wife, come be encouraged and renewed as you share your challenges and stresses unique to pastors and their wives. The AFA Pastors and Wives Fishbowl Retreat is returning October 18th through the 20th to Linden Valley Conference Center in Linden, Tennessee. The retreat is three days and two nights of relaxation and encouragement. Our host will be Pastor Bert Harper, Director of Marriage, Family, and Pastoral Ministries, and co-host of Exploring the Word on AFR, and his wife, Jan. And our special speakers will be Will and Miki Addison of Airing the Addisons on AFR. Lodging, meals, and materials are all included in your registration. But hurry, space is limited. Register today by calling 662-844-5036, extension 297 or at repairingthefoundations.net. The AFA Pastors and Wives Fishbowl Retreat. We'd love to see you there. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. The phone number to call in with your comments, questions, and insults is 888. Okay, maybe nobody's really insult. Uh, maybe one or two. But if you got one, I'm, I'm welcome. Anyway, comments, questions, and whatever else you got, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. We are somewhat celebrating the departure of Anthony Fauci, even though he's going to stick around for three more months so he can get that big check. Can you imagine, I mean, a half a million dollars a year from the federal? Think about it. That's like $40,000 a month. 40,000. Can you imagine having a $40,000 a month salary to lie to the American people and 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 fail every step of the way, whether it was the AIDS epidemic, you know, 20 years ago that, that he was in charge of or the whole COVID thing? Anyway, just a, a ridiculous, ridiculous situation. But that's your federal government for you. And uh, and unfortunately, um, uh, when you when, when you have government outside its lane, there will be corruption. There will be fraud, and this is Exhibit A in that for sure. Oh, okay, let's go to the phones. We're going to go to Ohio. I wish I could do an impersonation of Dustin Hoffman as uh, as uh, Hook in uh, in Peter Pan because our caller is named Smitty. So, Smitty, I'm sorry. I, I, I would love to have had fun with that, but I am terrible at impersonations. So I'm just going to say thanks for calling. What's your comment or question? Uh, I want to say uh, others have mentioned on other programs on AFR. It's kind of convenient. I think that Fauci's stepping down right after the midterms. Yeah. When he knows that there's going to be a Republican takeover. 
Yeah, you know it, man. Absolutely. He's, he, he's, he's hoping to get out of town, but fortunately the subpoena power of the Congress uh, applies to those that are no longer in the government as well. So I, I'm hearing from members that they're absolutely going to still hold him accountable, that the investigations will still be happening, and that he's going to have to answer uh, it's a little different. It's not as it, it'd be a lot better if he was still a member of the government. It would be, you know, their investigation, I think, would be easier to do. But I'm hoping that Jim Jordan and all these guys that have said, uh, you know, Ron Johnson and others that uh, that they're going after him, Rand Paul, um, it, it, it's it's a must. Because here's the thing. If they don't, if they don't do this, Mitty, then you can fully expect the next person in Fauci's position to do the exact same thing, right? I mean, you have to call them on the carpet. You have to hold them accountable. There has to be consequences for lying to the American people and and causing the damage and being so outside the lane of what government should have done in the first place, Uh, not to mention all the things that this guy has been a part of that we haven't even discussed yet on the program in terms of the uh, the, 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 all, all of the bioweapons research and the funding and lying to us about the Wuhan lab. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think you're spot on, Smitty. That timing is 100 uh, percent because they know Republicans are taking over. Now, the question for Republicans, will they do the job the American people are electing them to do? Because if they wimp out and it becomes just another, you know, just Democrat light and they just kind of they have their hearings and they just have their, you know, their their clip that they can share on social media where they ran it and raved at Fauci. But they didn't do anything. They didn't actually get rid of um, the power at the CDC and the NIH and all of these agencies going to be the same with the FBI. If they just rant and rave and they don't actually do something and overhaul the agency or get rid of the agency and start over those types of things, if there's not big moves made. Republicans will not have power for more than maybe two terms, and it'll flip right back the other way because people just are sick of it. They're not going to not going to put up with it. But my prayer and my hope is that, Smitty, you're 100 percent right. This is why he's leaving town, because he knows they are actually going to come after him and actually hold him accountable. Great call. Uh, Michael, also in Ohio. We're going to be stuck in Ohio for a little while here. Uh, Michael in Ohio. How you doing? Comment or question? Uh, yeah, good afternoon. Um yeah, so uh, full disclosure, I'm not familiar with your program. Um, I'm I'm traveling through Ohio. I came across uh, some of your comments and felt compelled to call in. Sure. See, it's American Family Radio. It's religious talk uh, on my dash. So that's that's the that, that I have of your program. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So when I when I look at religious talk on my dash, and then I listen to your comments, they they don't jive necessarily. I hear a lot of vitriol towards Fauci and a man that was, um, I, I'd love to, but I, I don't have background on, on your comment. Hey, Michael, I'm losing you, man. That, yeah, I'm in and out of cells. Um, ah, now you're back. I, I, okay, good. Um, hopefully I can stick around. So I'm, I'm curious just about the vitriol and why Fauci is viewed as some sort of outright liar and and you know if you know he's peddling vaccines that don't work when in fact they do um i you know you who really who'd they work for well they work for me i've had um, i've had the vaccine and they work for me so and I you have, have so you haven't caught covid since you had the vaccine yes i have so oh so the, you had the vaccine that's supposed to keep you from getting covid according to anthony fauci and you still got covid that, now that's what triggered my call i guess Nowhere, no one said you would not catch COVID. They said they would protect you from severe 
illness. Now, Michael, Michael, hang on, hang on. Do I need to send you the video clips of Anthony Fauci, Joe Biden, uh, what's her name over at the CD Center for Demented Confusion? Uh, anyway, all of them said you will not catch COVID. All of them said you will not spread the virus. I, I, were you asleep during all that, brother? You got you. You can't tell me they didn't say that. I can send you the videos of it. There's no question they said that. How about when he said you don't need a mask? And, and he admitted later that he lied to the American people about the mask because he was trying to save them for this other area over here, and he just needed to manipulate what the people did. He admitted to that. And, 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 and I'm curious what you mean by vitriol. Do you mean righteous anger? Absolutely, I'm angry. It's called righteous anger. And, and the Bible says to be angry and sin not. Now, if I'm sinning, point that out. But well, I'm angry because a man was willing to let people die because he would not share the treatments that were clearly working, that I have family members of my own that were saved by those treatments, and yet... I see. So this is, this, this is the confluence of, of the, the different treatments that need to be applied, and let's drink bleach, according to our former president, and all of these crackpots. Um, so you, so you're, you're going you're gonna to tell me that you think that there were no other treatments than the vaccine? You're going to deny the data that shows the effectiveness of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? You're going to deny the lives that were saved, including my own dad and others in my family. You're going to deny that that's actually science. So you're only going to repeat the lies of Anthony Fauci and Dr. Burks. Is what it sounds like to me. Science. Yeah. I, yes. At the end of the day, I'm going to believe scientists over a, a religious talk show host who it, 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 the lines cross between politics and religion and evangelicals and so what what is it about michael let me ask you a simple question michael let me ask you a simple question what what is religious about the raw data and the actual science of what works and doesn't work what what is what is it about the data that you're denying I mean, have you looked at the charts of the, of the death rates? Have you looked? Have you studied this stuff? I've been I've been studying this stuff for two and a half years, and I've watched what worked and didn't work with the treatments, and I've watched what worked and didn't work with the with the vaccines. That's called science. You can call. I mean, I you can call me whatever kind of host you want based on what station I'm on. That doesn't change the data or the science. Those who said kept saying the science changed, so Fauci's story kept changing because the science changed when in fact the data never changed we knew all the way back at the diamond princess which was almost a perfect scientific experiment on what would happen with covid all the way back in late february and mid-march we knew exactly what the data was going to show in terms of percentages and yet we continued to change this well you tell me your your guys your guys are the ones that keep saying the science has changed when we've been saying the same thing for two and a half years. The science would change because the virus is mutates, because people don't get themselves vaccinated, and before you know it, it's... You're back to... You, you know who's going to get the last laugh are the people that were wise enough not to get vaccinated. Those are the ones that... Are, I mean, if, if you're actually... Okay, so yeah. I've been vaccinated. So what, in what way would you be laughing at me? How? Well, I'm not. I'm hopefully not going to be laughing about the fact that are you are you watching what's happening right now with myocarditis and all of the evil that is occurring and the sicknesses and the deaths that are occurring because of the vaccine? Have you looked at the government's uh, reporting system, the vaccine, the VAERS system, where hundreds of thousands, over a million now, 
have had adverse reactions, serious adverse reactions, and and probably about 125,000 if you actually count the ones that weren't reported as well, well over 30,000 deaths from the vaccine. That's just the raw data, and that's with most doctors not willing to to report and not telling their patients where to report. So, so you're saying it's safer not to get the vaccine? 100%. 100%. And I'm, you know who I'm getting that from? Not your religious people that you're talking about. I'm getting that from the best experts in epidemiology and science and the medical profession. When you go talk to the people that actually helped invent this technology and the doctors that are treating it on the ground, thousands and thousands of patients, and you read the people that are actually involved in this not being paid off, then you will find that you are far better off to have natural immunity. And we have said that from the beginning. You know, it used to be, Michael, that all of the scientists said that, that natural immunity is better than a vaccine. That was a given since vaccines were invented. And it all changed. Your science changed because your Pope Fauci changed his mind all of a sudden. When he used to say natural immunity was better than the vaccine, he changed it for COVID because he needed everybody to get the vaccine and not trust in natural immunity. And we now know today without question that those who have natural immunity have a better immunity than those who get the vaccine. And we also know that most of the hospitalizations and the deaths now are among those who are vaccinated, not those who are not vaccinated. That is fact. That is 100% fact. The data does not lie. Information, sir, that you are... Well, see, so you would love to see me cancel because... You, because you're buying into the political lies, I'm giving you the actual science. Tap the, yeah. You don't need to tap the buzzword, you know, mm-hmm. between woke and canceled and all of these. You're the one that said it's mis- misinformation. What's what's wrong about it? T- t- tell me what's uh, misinformation about what I just said. Inspired not to get a vaccine that can help them fight off a virus. So you telling them that it's more dangerous to get a vaccine is misinformation. It is dangerous. So you don't believe in the individual's ability or right to study the data on a vaccine and make the decision on whether or not for them the risk is better to get the vaccine or risk is better to get the virus. You don't think individuals should be able to make that? Well, first of all, you, you twisted my words and how I described it. I didn't say it was more dangerous. I said it was better to not have the vaccine because natural immunity is better. I was about to agree with you. If if a person wants to follow their own study, if they want to follow their own analysis and make their own decisions, by all means, make your decisions, okay? But my my concern here is that people will not go down the road far enough and they'll listen to individuals that are presenting information that is not entirely accurate, and they will make a decision that ends in the, in the end, it costs them their lives. Hundred percent. I agree with you on that. I I think the same concern. We share the concern that people will listen to only one source and make a bad decision. And I believe that that is just as likely by only listening to those who are are, are, who have a benefit from trying to give you one particular type of information. So that's why it's so important to leave the individual with that freedom. And if they make a dumb decision, they make a dumb decision. That's called freedom. Right. Would you agree with me on that? Uh, Yeah. Does that apply to a woman as well? making her own decisions for her body if it was only her involved but you've got two lives involved so that's a totally different scenario so our our discussion though is about a person being able to decide whether or not a vaccine is a higher risk than the virus itself or and we could apply this to chicken pox and other things too right i mean you should have that choice 
in deciding whether or not it's best for you. That's why we pick and choose on vaccines. There's some that we think are worth it and we get them, and there's some that we don't think are worth it and we don't get them because it's such a low-risk you know, virus or whatever it happens to be. So so it sounds like we agree then that the individual should be able to decide. So does that mean that you don't agree with the government firing people or forcing people out or mandating and kicking people out of the military for not getting it or telling you, you that you can't you know, uh, have a particular job? Do you think those people should not have been fired over a vaccine that it turns out is not quite as effective as everybody thought it was going to be? Uh, now, earlier you said it wasn't effective at all. Well, I didn't say not effective at all. I said it's not safe and effective like they promised it would be. So for some people, for a small percentage out there, it's been incredibly effective. And for and for that that small percentage of people that were highly at risk for the virus, they have a different decision matrix than a, than a child who has virtually zero risk from this virus. To force a vaccine on a six-month-old child or a six-year-old child that has zero risk, almost zero, I mean, it's like .00 risk from this virus, and then give them a vaccine that obviously has some risk to it. I mean, you would agree there's some risk to it when you have 30,000 people that have died from it already, right? Well, those children are also not being forced. Those parents are making those decisions on their behalf. You, well, now, okay, let's maybe we need to define force, but whenever they're advertising to the parents that if you don't do this, your kid's going to die, and the schools are not allowing them to participate if they don't get it. And, I mean, there's, a, there's, there's one kind of force where they drag you out and – jab the needle in your arm there's another kind where every part of society is saying you cannot participate in society if you don't get this i mean that's well, almost I mean, as bad i would agree not quite as bad but well from a society standpoint i mean the goal here is to eradicate eradicate disease right and keep people safe and which is why natural immunity is so life. important which is why natural immunity is so important and and why natural immunity has always played a pivotal role in stopping a virus like this and by denying that anthony fauci by denying that, you caused more people to end up in difficult situations than you would have if you would let, have let that run its course. That's why that's why those of us on 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 Team Reason over here were with the the Barrington Declaration and these other. We, all we were saying was target the people that most need this and let everybody else go live their life so that natural immunity will happen faster. That's what we've always done in science, but we refuse to follow the actual science this time and we follow political science political science as it was being pushed by the left that wanted these lockdowns and anthony fauci was the chief or the pope of that religion and that cult's still going people driving in cars with masks on and all this insanity they've scared everybody into doing absolutely silly things that was a really fun call michael thank you so much for calling i appreciate it anybody else who wants to call in 888-589-8840 888-589-8840 what we learned from that call was do your own homework and you have the freedom to make that choice. That's the way it should be. Even Michael agreed with us on that one. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to AFA at the Core. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. When you hear this, 
This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Did you know that over 62 million babies have been aborted since Roe versus Wade? Every single one of these babies' lives was dear and precious. Why isn't the world declaring these babies as lost? Here's Dan Steiner, the president of Preborn, a ministry dedicated to saving babies' lives from abortion through ultrasound. I sense God's broken heart over the issue of abortion. You see, he sees every little baby that's being formed in the mother's womb, and it breaks his heart to see when the lifetime that he has planned for them is taken from them violently so often. The Ministry of Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country, introducing women considering abortion to their precious preborn baby. By letting a mother see her baby on ultrasound and hear the heartbeat, she'll choose life 80% of the time. To find out more, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. A Moment of Truth with Gary Bryden. The second president of the United States and its first vice president under our first president was John Adams. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence and helped get the United States Constitution ratified. His heart's desire was for a country where men could be free. He wrote the following in 1756. Suppose a nation should take the Bible for their only law book and every member regulate his conduct by the precepts exhibited. Every member should be obliged in conscience to temperance, frugality, industry, to justice, kindness, and charity towards his fellow men, and to piety, love, reference towards Almighty God. What a paradise would this nation be? End of quote. Well, it begins with you and me. The Association of Independent Methodists, like-minded congregations doing together what can't be done separately. Visit aim2020.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Phone numbers 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Call in with your comments, questions, insults, whatever you got. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for Michael's call. You know what just took place? With Michael and, and me just discussing this, asking each other's questions, challenging each other, iron sharpening iron, that was not allowed for two years in this country. You could not say the things that I just said and that he challenged and that I challenged of him on social media or you were canceled. You, could, you, you weren't allowed to talk about these things. And according to Patrick Henry, I love this when he said this in his Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech, he said, according to the magnitude of the subject ought to be the freedom of the debate. Only in this way can we arrive at the truth. And it's, that is such a true statement. And for two years, we weren't allowed to have a freedom of the debate when the magnitude of the subject was shutting down Earth. We were shutting down Western civilization and we couldn't debate what doesn't work, what's constitutional and not constitutional, what's scientific and not scientific. We should always be able to do that. And that's why I welcomed Michael's phone call and any other uh, that questions what I'm saying. I, I hope you question what I'm saying and go do the homework for yourself. In fact, question what I'm about to say, because one of the things I forgot to bring up with Michael when we talked about the dangers of the vaccine 
when when the pharmaceutical companies in their studies lied to us and wanted to hide the paperwork for 75 years and lied to the American people, Anthony Fauci and Burks and the rest, telling pregnant women this was perfectly safe for them, when their own studies showed 40% miscarriages. 40%. How many moms lost their babies, not just in the study, I, we won't, I don't know if we'll ever know the number, that lost their babies because they got the jab based on the promises of a government that was lying to them and pharmaceutical companies that was lying to them about the safety of the vaccine. That is evil. That is evil. Lives were lost. Babies died because of that. That's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. That is absolute fact of what happened. And it should should not be forgotten, and it should not be covered up, and then it should be emblazoned upon Anthony Fauci's um, legacy and reputation. This man that, that, that 68% of his salary comes from bioweapons research. Uh, that's, that's from a Democrat telling you that. I mean, I don't know if you can get better Democrat credentials than being a Kennedy, but Robert F. Kennedy's book about the real Anthony Fauci points that out. Talks about how Fauci turned the NIH into an incubator for pharmaceutical products. He basically sold our nation to the drug industry. Kennedy goes on to talk about Fauci had a hand in creating the vaccine gold rush, how he met with Bill Gates 22 years ago and asked him to partner with the NIH in an agreement to vaccinate the world with a battery of new vaccines. They called it the decade of vaccines. I mean, there's so much more we could we could go into, but I don't want to waste the whole program on Anthony Fauci, even though I think I probably have. Let's go. Let's go back to the phones. Let's see. We've got Lynn in Arkansas. Lynn, thanks so much for calling in. What's your comment or question? Or insult. I'm all for those two. No insults. One thing I um, wanted to mention about uh, Robert Kennedy's book, it's not like yes. uh, this is in reference to the caller uh, you just talked to. He's not an evangelical, and he right. um, is actually believes in climate change and all, all of those things that um, a lot of us don't believe in. And so, uh, but he had research in there. So anyway. Oh, it, um, yeah, great. Hey, great point, and and I and I and I know you had something else you wanted to say. I just wanted to say I think that's so important. That's why it was so important to look at all of the sources and the science on this thing. I mean, Dr. Robert Malone, who helped invent the the, the technology behind this so-called vaccine, uh, it, it was an outspoken critic of what happened, and he was a Democrat, a CIA guy. I mean, he you talk about somebody part of the swamp, uh, and he has been canceled by the left because he came out and said. This is wrong. The way they handled this thing was entirely wrong. Anyway, uh, these are not religious people. I think he's probably an atheist, actually. Um, so, yeah, I, I just really great point. Go ahead, Lynn. I'm sorry I jumped in on you there. That's okay. My comment was this book by Deborah Burks. When I first heard about it, I thought, you're kidding. She's admitting this stuff. And now I'm saying, why? Why would she admit stuff? I realized that the vaccine companies can't be sued. Um, and... Anyway, unless there's some kind of motive within the book where they're up to something else. And I'm wondering, somebody who's read the whole book, I don't want to waste my time reading it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I, I haven't. I, yeah, I haven't either, Lynn. I, I, try to, I do try to read 
folks that don't think like me and are on the other side as often as I can because, you know, know your enemy and all that good stuff. Um, and also, I'm always curious, like, how did they come to that conclusion? In, in this case, though, with Burks, um, I, I really don't know. It's it's kind of weird. I think it's arrogance. I, I, I think it just kind of came out in her arrogance to basically say, oh, the, oh well, it, it's happening exactly like I predicted it would. You know, I think it's just an, uh, um, an arrogance thing uh, on, on their part. Uh, but I think she was just as bad, if not worse. If you read Scott Atlas's book, who was there, you know, behind the scenes when they made up the six foot rule out of thin air. I mean, all the goofy stuff that they did that was completely unscientific. Um, you know, he he talks about the fact that Burks was an untouchable. Like you could not question what she said or did in the White House, or else you were the bad guy. And it's part of why he ended up, you know, becoming um, you know so hated by the entire you know what I call now the medical industrial complex and uh, in, in, in the things that they're doing. But man, really uh, really good question though. If somebody out there has read it and, and has a comment on it, please please call in eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. I don't even remember the name uh, of her book. It just came out a few weeks ago. Uh, but I think she and Fauci both should be in prison for the things they did to the American people. Okay, next one is, let's see, Susan in Oklahoma. Susan, comment or question today. Go ahead. Hey, Hello? Susan, you there? There you are. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. No, I was just going to say, I worked frontline from the first epidemic until I retired in December. I don't believe anything that the government says about that virus but my concern is we're shooting these kids up with with or this vaccine what kind of medical issues are going to be associated to that vaccine down the road yeah well it's already happening i mean yeah what kind i had two adult friends die adult sudden death syndrome both healthy one was 40 one was 48 both healthy, both ate good, both died. And the look at all these that, athletes. Look, oh look, look at all the athletes I, in, in, in the prime of their life dropping dead. Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, and, and, of course, and nobody know, wants to – I'm sorry, go ahead. Wants to say, nobody wants to say anything. And I was – my department, I worked as a respiratory therapist, so I was front line up in their face. Our entire department was exposed to patient number one in the county where I worked with. Before masks, before vaccines, none of us got sick. Not a one of us got sick. And I, I still don't understand that. And, you know, there were people that went ran, rushed out and got that vaccination. I did not. And I was getting pretty close to retirement age. And it came down to you're either going to be vaccinated or you're going to quit or we're going to fire you because Medicare won't pay if, you know, the hospital isn't vaccinated. And what a shame. I just felt like, yeah, 45 years. I felt like it was, I could have worked another probably three or four years, but I just felt like, you know, I, I'm i not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm not taking a vaccine that they made overnight. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. And well, another first of all, thing so- I want to. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted, go ahead. I just wanted to thank you for, to, for being willing to be on the front lines like you did and, and to serve in the way that you yeah. did. And I just think it's it's shameful that they push so many just like you out of the profession that were willing to be there in the most dangerous time when there was no vaccine. We didn't know which treatments were going to work, all of that stuff. And you were still there. And yet they run you out. Uh, it's just a shame. Anyway, go ahead. You had another comment. I Yeah, I was. I, well, I can you remember now. I would pray over those people. I would cry, I would sing, I, I can't sing, but 
I left one evening that we had 14 ventilators up, and I was going to be off for a few days, and I thought, they're all going to be dead before I come back. And mm. that is the most horrible, and there's nothing you could do. There, yeah. It was it, it was shocking. It was shocking how little a person like you could even give any input or say, here's what I've learned after treating, you know, 300 people like this. Nobody wanted to listen. Nobody were they, they weren't even willing to to, you know, talk about the science changing. They weren't willing to do the scientific method, which is, you know, test, test, test what's working, what's not working, you know, make the changes. That's actually practicing medicine. It's so little of that of that happened and uh, you know I got to address even this this issue of the pharmaceutical companies having immunity I mean this this whole thing and and look I'm I got a kid named Reagan I got another kid born on Ronald Reagan's birthday I'm a Ronald Reagan fan but he was mm-hmm. so wrong to sign that Me bill too. giving immunity yeah. to these these pharmaceutical companies I mean I'm I'm I think you if you make a product and it's faulty or it causes harm uh, when people used it for what you made it for you should not have immunity. You should be held responsible because then you'll do a better job. You'll correct and you'll do better next time. What incentive do these pharmaceutical companies have to make the product safe? We did this in 1976 with the whole swine flu thing back then, and and there were 53 deaths after that vaccine, and we stopped that whole national campaign after 53 deaths. Here we are, well over 30,000 reported. Probably 120,000. Most doctors and experts that study this say it's probably four times what's actually been reported. So over 100,000 likely deaths, and we're still not stopping. We're actually forcing it on kids when they don't even need it. Why? Because these companies have no legal liability whatsoever. The very thing that Joe Biden lies to the American people about gun manufacturers claiming they have no liability, which is not true. I've been very involved in that for 20 years when I went after Andrew Cuomo 20 years ago to stop them from suing gun makers, blaming them for crime. Gun makers don't have right. liability protection if their product is misfires and 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 doesn't work correctly and it's at fault for you being harmed. You absolutely can sue them, but it's just like a car. You can't sue Ford because a drunk driver misused the car or because a BLM activist in Wisconsin runs over sixty-five people with a Chevy Suburban. You can't sue Chevy over that. So that but that that's a totally uh, you know different animal. This situation is actual immunity. They don't have liability, which is horrible for everybody no one should have that kind of kind of protection especially in this case where now the government's paying for your advertising paying for your distribution i mean we the taxpayers essentially handed at this point i don't know what the final figure is going to be but i would guess it's well over a hundred billion dollars to these pharmaceutical companies for this vaccine oh, yeah. that it turns out was you know yeah oh, it's just crazy. i know what i was gonna say during that first covid round which this is bizarre because you know it's it was through the colder months. We did not see one child with that RSV virus. Now explain yeah. that. Did it just disappear? Right. We, right. There were, there were so many things. There, like I said, uh, my department, the respiratory therapy department, we were very inquisitive. We were continually checking the CDC website and looking at you know different data and stuff, trying to figure out what exactly was going on. And my husband said, he said, I think they're trying to kill the old people. But then, the, mm. you know, the second round killed the younger people more than it did the old people. But I'll tell you something else. I never took care of a kid with COVID up until the time uh, I yeah. retired, which was in December. I, never, I know that there were kids with comorbidities that had it that were sent to, you know. Yeah, extremely, extremely rare, but it had, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I yeah, no, no, another no, thing. Well, I was going to say another thing. We did everything in our department's 
power to keep any patient that's diagnosis was COVID off the ventilator because just about yeah. if they went on the ventilator, they were going to die. Oh, they were done. Oh, and, and we learned yeah. that so quickly, and yet they just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. When my dad got it, and it nearly killed my dad. I mean, my dad was bad, and until we got him on hydroxychloroquine, he was going downhill, and it, hydroxy ended up saving his life and a doctor that was willing to treat him with it and, 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 and treat the whole situation. And not. Uh, and, and he had friends that got it at the exact same time, went in, got the ventilator dead. I mean, it was it was just awful the way we, we handled the whole thing, an absolute disaster. Okay, we're going to try to get in one more call here, Tabitha, in Thank Mississippi. We're going to try to do a quick one. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Susan. Appreciate you calling in. Tabitha, go ahead. Hey, Tabitha, we got you. Hello. Hey, make it fast. We're, we're headed to the close, but I'd still like to get you in if we can. Um, I was just going to say, um, when I was trying to get my son started kindergarten this year, but back in 2021, when I was getting his shot record for the school year, and all, and it shows the required shots and the vaccine under future dates of requirements. It's in 2024 or in 2025, it had that um, COVID vaccine requirement. And I said something too, and they're like, oh, don't worry about that. That might be a possibility for the future. And I'm just like, but they already had it listed for 2024 or 2025, but this was year 2021. Yeah, so, uh, I, I'm telling I, you, it's a money, it's an absolute money game with these people, and 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 I am not yeah. an anti-vaxxer. I I think the vaccine technology uh, is one of the greatest inventions of mankind. We've stopped incredibly bad diseases with it. It's been miraculous in some ways. I am anti-load kids up with vaccines they don't need, and so that's why that's I encourage parents to study. Yeah, I study each one, the, Tabitha. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Whether or not to get the vaccine, and not yes. just mandatory that they gotta do it. And my concern yep. on the they're advertising we gotta get the vaccine, we gotta get the vaccine, and I'm afraid that they're gonna force. Oh, you gotta have that as a requirement at school now. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely gonna try to do that. We're gonna be fighting that in every in every state to prevent that from happening. But I just encourage everybody do your homework, find some sources you can trust. Make sure you study each vaccine because some you need and, and are good and others you don't need. And it's not worth the risk. For some people, it might be worth the risk. But that's why individual rights is so important and individual decisions is so important. That's why the government at the federal level shouldn't be involved in any of this healthcare stuff. Thanks so much for listening today, folks. I'll see you on Thursday. Walker's got you tomorrow. You've been listening to AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.